right, and welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Come on, let's hear it. Yeah. All right, on this beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon. Hey, guys, I am the Kentucky Guy here with Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, this is our third episode, and uh, you guys are really... Uh, uh, you guys are really listening to the episodes and uh, the feedback and everything. I'm, I'm loving it. It's great. So uh, I just want to thank you guys real quick for that. Um, also, don't forget every uh, every Wednesday and Saturday, uh, which one will drop tomorrow, uh, we do uh, have another podcast. It's called the uh, Red Pill Current News Podcast. Yeah. And they've got a, we have a bunch of current news and uh, uh, up-to-date uh, things that you might not hear just everywhere else on that podcast as well. All right, so uh, in the wrestling world, a lot of things going on, a lot of shaking and moving, uh, a lot of things. One thing I want to talk about here uh, real quick uh, before we jump into everything, into my notes, uh, the AEW promotion and the WWE promotion, wow, there is so much going on behind the scenes. Uh, wrestlers leaving, wanting to leave, uh, wrestlers uh, uh, demanding more money. Um, you know, and this is why I think that AEW is so crucial right now. Uh, yes, we've had, you know, there's Impact Wrestling uh, over the years. We've had uh, ECW. Uh, we've also had uh, uh, WCW at one time, but AEW really gives, it puts the power, which has been lacking for so many years, it puts the power back into the wrestler's hands, right? So you don't want to treat me a certain way or value me a certain way that I think I should be treated, Right. Or, or or pay me what pay me what I think I'm worth. Uh, well, there's a fella right down the road now. Used to it was just WWE. Take it, leave it, jump. You're gone, right? No negotiations whatsoever. Now, like I said, the power is back in the wrestlers' hands. So they will, you know. Oh, I don't like what you're doing. Well, let me go talk to Vince. Oh, Vince, I really, you know, that's not enough money. Let me go talk to Tony Khan over in AEW. Because remember, Vince has got Raw, SmackDown, and uh, NXT. Tony Khan not only now has just uh, Rampage and uh, Dynamite, uh, but he also has uh, uh, Ring of Honor. So remember that. So, I mean, I, I really, I really like this. Now, this happened before. This has happened. This has happened ever since wrestling's been around. As long as there's enough companies uh, or promotions uh, hiring or putting on shows, right? So here's the thing. This happened uh, just as much when WCW was going strong when they had the NWO and they were actually actually at that time the only time uh, in the history of WC uh, WCW. Uh, where they actually gave Vince McMahon a run for his money, uh, you know, was during the NWO phase, right? So, so, so that was happening then. Wrestlers were, you know, they had another place to go. You know, they were getting offers and making offers, and uh, and that, and that's really why I think the shows were so good back then. You know, that's the attitude area. Uh, I thought WWE was remarkable. And uh, I thought WCW was putting on a good show at that time, too. And when you can compete, right, because the wrestlers, they they can't sit there and demand uh, more money or uh, contract extensions or things of that nature uh, unless they're producing, right? So they just put on a better show because they knew that they were going to make the money that they were, uh, that they were worth. And, uh, you know, the only reason why we don't know about all those like we do now is because the internet you know you couldn't sit down and go to DuckDuckGo and uh you know research uh what's actually going on and find out 
you know, to click his finger. We are so, uh, you know, man, if you'd, if you'd, if you'd told people 15 years ago that, uh, they were going to be able to find out everything they wanted to know about any kind of business or, uh, you know, what have you, if they wanted to find directions, they could get on their phone and just type in, bring in a Google search or something. You, you'd have told them they were crazy, you know? Uh, so, you know, technology advances. So that's how we know. And, I, so I just, I don't want anybody to panic or anything of that nature, uh, because you're going to hear, you're going to hear a lot. You're going to hear a lot of wrestlers moving from company to company. Uh, and I think it's good. It's a good thing. Mix it up, mix it up. I promise you, uh, even at AEW, mix it up, mix it up. You know, you've got a wrestler. You've got a wrestler there that's unhappy that we've heard of that we'll talk about in a little bit. WWE's got wrestlers that are walking out on shows that we'll talk about here in a little bit. And it's all because that competition. There's a famous philosopher one time that said competition is what makes the world go around. I don't know who that philosopher was, but it makes a lot of sense to me. So, all right. So let's get into the current news and let's see what is happening out there today. Yeah. All right. So, uh, as I was talking about wrestlers, this is actually one of our first stories. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champ. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The Raw Female Tag Team Champions Sasha Banks and Naomi actually walked out on Raw on Monday night's episode, uh, having their belts and hand delivering their belts to John Laurinaitis. Yeah, so there was a disagreement with the direction uh, that the champions were going in. Uh, <laughs> both female wrestlers, uh, actually, to come to find out, as I did a little bit more research, both of their actual contracts are both to come up in just a matter of months. So it's not like uh, it's not like the, you know they're under a, a four-year contract or three-year, two-year. And uh, that WC or WWE can say, uh, you know, uh, you're just going to sit at the house and watch TV. You're not going to work for the next couple months or next couple years, you know, <clears throat> which would be devastating to uh, to a professional's career. But a couple months is not bad. So, and basically, the two wanted uh, to work with Dewdrop and uh, Nikki, the superhero, at Hell in a Cell. Um, in their in their single careers as well, which is interesting. Uh, so here you have you have these two stars who have always been stars uh, separately, um, and uh, Sasha is a former multi-time uh, women's champion, and then you got Naomi, and you've got the uh, Raw Tag Team Ladies Titles. And let's be honest about it, since uh, Nia Jax and uh, ah, what was her name? What is her name? Uh, she's still with the company. She came from UFC. Uh, they call her the ace. I cannot think of her name. Um, anyways, uh, those titles haven't really been relevant or excited uh, or had a decent push since those two were, uh, were champions. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I can't think of her name. I know that she has been uh, she's been partnering with Natalia. Um, I see her face and everything. I just <laughs> I just cannot think of her name. But anyways, uh, so here you have these two singles and they put them together, right? And they do everything to get over, and they do. They're over with the crowd now. The crowd loves them, right? They actually, uh, you know, they tried to give uh, some momentum to these titles so yeah i would be uh i can definitely see why they would not be happy you know here i am i'm putting in i'm putting aside my single career which i'll be honest with you sasha banks i think is the best female wrestler on the wwe all shows combined i think she's the best she should be a female world champion in my opinion She's done it all. Think about it. She's headlined WrestleMania. She was the first uh, 
female in the female hell in the cell. I mean, she has literally multi-time, multi-time world champion, and uh, yeah, she should uh, she she should be a world champion. So I can understand those two putting everything they want, you know, all this hard work, blood, sweat, and tears into making those titles relevant. And then, uh, and then it looks like that their, uh, you know, management suddenly wants to do a change in direction. You know, I mean, I don't know if I'd walk out on my job over that, <laughs> but, uh, I definitely, I definitely would let them know that I was not happy. Now this wasn't, you know, WWE, uh, tried to act like at first that, you know, oh my goodness, this was all of a sudden, what, 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 what are they doing? You know, this is, this was no surprise. Not that, okay, so it was a surprise, of course, uh, to the officials of WWE. However, uh, it was not a, not as big of a surprise as they put on because come to find out, uh, once we dug a little bit deeper, that there had been, a I want I don't want to say argument, but there definitely had been conversations uh, concerning the decisions made on the uh, women's tag team uh, championships all day that day, and they knew that Sasha and uh, Naomi was not happy. So, the part that I heard, their first announcement was. It was a complete shock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not the case. I mean, if, if you and I are talking about something all day long, and I know that you're mad about it, and we talk about it all day long, we go back and forth all day long, all day long, same subject, and I know that you're mad. Guess what? If you get up and walk out, it's not going to shock me that much. Now, if you got up and hit me, that'd be different. <laughs> but if you get out, if you get up and walk out, and we've been arguing for hours, or disagreeing for hours, or having a conversation, however you want to put it, for hours, that's not going to shock me that bad. So, you know, I'm always on the side of the wrestler uh, when it comes to things like this. However, I, I do understand uh, the company's point of view too. But here's the thing, and I and I, I really want. WWE to listen to this. Uh, do not let Sasha Banks go. Don't do it. Just don't do it. I heard rumors flying around and this and that. If you let Sasha, if you let your best wrestler, whether you know that or not, female wrestler, if you let her leave, AEW and Tony Khan will grab her up so fast it'll make your head spin and there's no doubt in my mind that sasha banks could go to any wrestling organization and be successful and get over she's she's one of the main reasons why this tag team uh which shouldn't work got over i mean when you're that good it really doesn't matter who they put you against or who you with you're going to get them over so and I think that's the case of Sasha Banks. Don't get me wrong. I think Naomi is a decent wrestler. I, I do. Um, I've never been a real fan of hers. Uh, it's just simply because, I don't know, I, I I don't think she's that great of a wrestler. Uh, but, you know, who, you know, who knows? People have their different opinions. I personally, I, now her husband and his brother, I love those guys. The Usos, those guys are, they're, they're the best bad, bad guys I've seen. <laughs> they're very, very good at their job. But, yeah, so um, Naomi, it wouldn't surprise me if she was gone. I think, though, right now is a good opportunity, uh, if they're going to split that group up, is to have Naomi come over to the bloodline, man. You know, have her all of a sudden, you know, uh, it, come out with them like a manager, have her interrupt the matches. I mean, they could really run run with this. Uh, you know, it would be very profitable for them. I think they sell a lot of merchandise, and uh, it would be a new spin uh, to the one. 
speaking of new spins to the one, did you guys see uh, NXT, NXT this week and the Usos' brother? Remember I told you their brother's on there and he's uh, he's he's still fighting, trying to get the North American Championship. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was fantastic in a tag match this week. Uh, he actually teamed with the North American champion, uh, Grimes. So, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to watch that match, it was great. But right there, there's you another bloodline. So it's not telling where this bloodline's going to go. Yes, I know, and I'll mention it again. If you haven't had a chance to listen to uh, Monday's uh, episode, uh, please do so. But, yes, I did say on Monday that, uh, surprisingly, Roman Reigns was on Raw. <laughs> uh, you know, the report I had was, saying that he was out of uh, WWE. Uh, he was done. And I've seen a few reports of those. Now, the the, the place where I get my information from, uh, the guy, let's just call him the guy, uh, they still hold firm that he's gone. He's no longer with WWE as far as contract-wise. Now, maybe he's throwing a couple bones their way. Uh, I really don't know. I was very confused. He was, when I seen him on there uh, Monday, but uh, yeah, so, and let's say he, if he, if he's going somewhere, it doesn't make any sense to bring, uh, bring Nuso's brother from uh, NXT over to join the bloodline. But if he's staying, man, you add Naomi and then you add their brother, their kid brother, Nuso's uh, kid brother. I can't think of his name. Uh, I can think of it. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, you bring him over, and now what a faction you have, right? That's huge. So, you know, I don't know. That's just a couple ideas. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, Sasha will be successful in any, any uh, wrestling promotion uh, that she's a part of. No, no doubt in my mind. All right, guys, uh, please hold. We're going to uh, have a word here from today's sponsor, which is Anchor. If you ever think about starting a podcast, Anchor is the choice. You can do it all in one place. Hey, guys, just a quick note. Uh, this episode was not sponsored uh, by Anchor. I apologize. Uh, I am so used to uh, uh, <laughs> Anchor sponsoring the uh, Red Pill podcast now that uh, we haven't got on the terms for Against the Mat uh, podcast. So. Just wanted to pop in here real quick and just so you're not confused uh, because I do say we're breaking for a break and then I come back and <laughs> uh, say that again. So anyways, uh, thank you all. Have a great day. Yeah, so uh, if, you, uh, if you're deciding to uh, start your own podcast, uh, Anchor, as the outlet to all the major podcasters. So in one place, you can do it all. And that's it. Uh, you know, download the app today on your iOS or Android phone, or you can, uh, uh, or you can uh, also go to anchor.fm. Okay, so let's move right along. Uh, let's see here. So Bobby Lashley defeated Amos on Monday Night Raw <laughs> after being thrown, thrown through the steel cage wall. So I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch that yet or not, but last Monday, Monday night, uh, there was a steel cage match between Bobby Lashley and Amos. And uh, Amos actually threw Bobby Lashley through the cage wall. Not the door, but the whole wall come down. One of the, you know, there's four four walls, right? <laughs> that, that amazed me. Now, Bobby still won the match because we all know that in a steel cage match, uh, there's a couple ways you can win. Uh, you can win uh, pinfall or submission. Uh, you can also win... Uh, uh, by escaping the cage, like going over top of it and escaping, uh, or going through the door 
as long as you get both feet on the ground. Well, I mean, you know, he was, <laughs> he was thrown through the door to the outside, so all he had to do pretty much was get up and won that match. So, I mean, that the, the strength of Amos, uh, that was just, that shocked me. I mean, that was something else when he put him through there. Uh, and, and I tell you, something else that I'm wondering is what, how much of a push or a bump are we going to see uh, with Amos? Like, how far up the ladder, Amos, or however you pronounce it, uh, how far up the ladder uh, are they going to go? We know, right, that Vince McMahon loves big guys like Amos, uh, loves them. Uh, he's, uh, he's always, that's who always has, his, has gotten his push. I mean, look at John Cena. John Cena was the uh, face of the company for, uh, man, I don't know, a lot longer than Stone Cold or The Rock. or He's been the face of the company for 20 years, you know? Uh, and, and that's just, uh, well, that's always been Vince's way, you know, his style. So I'm just curious to see. Uh, Amos is a big guy. Um, he, I can't, you know, if they want to run, run it legit with him, then he could be, I mean, he could be, take the title and uh, not give it up for a very, very long time. Now, if they're going to blow it like they do most of their, uh, most, <laughs> how they do most of their characters at first, uh, then um, who knows? Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll stop him just short of the championship. I, I think he need. I think I'd like to see a title on him. I wouldn't naturally want to see the world title on him. But uh, I could see like a uh, maybe the intercontinental title around him, and uh, him just being uh, devastatingly good, and uh, no one can beat him, and he keeps the title for a year or two. I mean, I could I, that could be a pretty good storyline, you know. So there's a lot of things you can do with the with the guy that big that also has uh you know he had, he, he has some in ring ability so. Uh, so moving right along, Edge's uh, Judgment Day faction uh, on Monday night, they pretty much implied and started in uh, kind of like they're recruiting for a uh, for new members. And uh, you know uh, we could see a few join there soon. Um, I thought it was very interesting uh, that uh, I don't know if you call it, I, I call it a promo, but. I don't know if it was a commercial to recruit people for Judgment Day, but uh, if you get a chance, it's on the internet. Go back and watch that. Uh, pretty interesting. The people that they were calling out to, uh, saying things like, uh, "If you're not happy, or you know, you're not getting the push that you think you deserve," um, you know, and, and a couple of people actually come to my mind that I think would be actually awesome. <laughs> Actually, really good. Uh, really good on that team. Would fit in really good. I think that uh, maybe uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor would be awesome on there. You know, he's got that character, the demon, uh, that we don't see enough. And I tell you something about Finn Balor. Finn Balor, um, he, is, he is not, uh, he doesn't get the respect. Uh, that I think he deserves at the WWE. He, this guy is a, he's a top-notch athlete. Uh, when he was in New Japan wrestling uh, as Prince uh, Prince Devion, or however you say it, uh, and he was running uh, the Bullet Club, I mean, he was phenomenal then. And he has just gotten better and better. And, I, you know, he went to NXT... That put a drive back into him. He got the world championship uh, from there. Then he comes back here, and he gets the Intercontinental title. And he drops it to that punk, Austin Theory. So you can see where he would be frustrated, right? 
because he's working his he's working his tail off. However, uh, he's got nothing to show for it. So I I think I just I don't know I think that would be a great addition to uh, Edge's new faction, Judgment Day, uh, him or uh, Alexa Bliss. That'd be another. <laughs> that would be another awesome one, right? We don't know what she's uh, what she's doing. She is so mysterious. She's more mysterious now than when she was evil Alexa Bliss. Because at least back then you knew, okay, yeah, she's a she's a bad girl. You know, she's 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 a heel. Um, I think she's more mysterious now because we don't know what the heck she is. <laughs> we don't know if she's a heel or uh, a baby face or what. I mean, it's just uh, it's amazing. So I think that would, uh, her joining there, Edge's Judgment Day would throw a lot of people into a loop, and I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. I'll tell you something real quick, and we'll move off off in the subject. Um, I hope Edge, so it seems like Edge's uh, faction, uh, even, even when he talks about it, uh, it's really him putting over and helping news uh new people newer people uh get their names out there i mean that seems like more of the goal uh for judgment day for the faction judgment day than anything else so more power to you and i'd like to see i'd like to see this faction i really would i've thought about it quite a bit i'd like to see uh, this faction like blow up, like get so many people in it. Do you remember the good old days when they had big factions? You don't have them anymore. You know, you you just don't. Like the Aces and Eights that were on uh, TNA, uh, NWO. I mean, really big factions. They come out and they swarm, take over the whole show. I mean, we need wrestling needs uh, that kind of shot in the arm right now. And uh. I think that uh, the Judgment Day could be could be the crew to do it. There's so many man. Could you imagine if they brought back like Ray Ray uh, Ray Wyatt, the Fiend, bring him back for uh, uh, the join the faction like a you know Aces and Ace type deal? That would just I don't know. It'd be awesome. I think so. All right. So um, <clears throat> moving right along on Raw. Uh, RK Bro uh, is set to have the tag team tag team unification title unification match uh, tonight tonight against the on SmackDown against the Usos. Yeah, so uh, you know I've been saying that you know I was asking uh, what happened to my match my unification match uh, because they they had it and then they at the last second, they changed it to uh, get Roman Reigns on the pay-per-view. That's still odd to me because nothing come out of that. You know, a feud with uh, Drew McIntyre didn't come out of that. What was the purpose of that? You know, uh, wrestling matches, and I know most of you uh, that I've at least talked to uh, on here uh know quite a bit about wrestling probably more than i do i do a lot of research <laughs> but uh <clears throat> we know that when when things things can change on the fly right especially in the wrestling world okay i think and this is just my opinion i think that's why I've been so hesitant because I didn't know if I wanted to put this out there or not. But I think that that match, I think that had something to do with the Roman Reigns story that we've been covering about him leaving. I think it had something to do with uh, him. Uh, they didn't think that he'd be allowed to wrestle or he wouldn't wrestle. Something to do with, you know what I'm saying? Something or they made an agreement. Something changed, uh, even if it was for just that match. But they felt they needed to get Roman uh, on the pay-per-view because he wasn't on there at all. Not at all. 
So that's the only thing I can figure out. It did shock me that they're going to have this uh, title unification match, and I'll tell you why. I want to see the match. I'm not really worried about the titles uh, being on the line or not. I just want to see the match. Here, here's the problem. Um, I think it's a mistake if they just have one title holder. Uh, you have way too many wrestlers uh, in that company, and you have uh, you have too many shows not to have two different world champions, two different tag team champions. Just uh, this doesn't make sense to me. Why you would want to uh, want to split those up? And put them together. So, anyways, I am looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be awesome. I do, I do, I do. Oscar, uh, who recently come back, she actually defeated uh, Becky Lynch in a number one contenders match on Raw for the female Sasha or Bianca Blair's uh, female uh, world uh, championship belt. And let's see. Uh, it also looks like that uh, there's going to be a uh, three-peat. Yes, a three-peat. Uh, Cody Rhodes actually uh, delivered a challenge to Seth Rollins uh, to have a match inside a Hell in a Cell at the Hell in a Cell uh, pay-per-view. And uh, Seth actually uh, he took him up on the offer. Um, so that's going to be the third match third pay-per-view match and third match between the two uh you know their last match was a classic the one before that was pretty good too so i think they're just going to keep getting better and better uh the more comfortable and the more they become uh, familiar with each other i really like that last match uh backlash uh that was uh very very competitive and just an all-around good match. And then uh, the Mysterios, uh, Ray Ray Mysterio and his son, uh, actually uh, showed up on Raw, and they actually attacked the uh, here, who was actually the guy that put him on the shelf. So it's going to be interesting. I keep hearing, I keep hearing that. Uh, Dominic, which is Rey Mysterio's son, is going to turn on him. Um, ah, man, you know that you're not, you're not talking about brothers or or anything like that. You're talking about you know dad and a son. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be able to pull that off or not. It'll definitely be interesting to see. Uh, but now I've heard that for probably the last three months. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen pretty soon. And uh, also, so let me ask you guys a question just to kind of see what you guys think. So my question is, this Ezekiel, Elias, Ezekiel thing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Elias was, is uh, a WWE wrestler. He actually... Uh, he actually used to come out with the guitar, say, hello, my name, is, my name is Elias. And everybody would be like, yay, Elias. Elias. And he'd play a guitar and he'd wrestle, right? So he went away. They had him come back. Face is all shaved now. He does look a little bit different, but you can tell it's him. He's back pretending to be Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. Right? So my question is, yeah, I know, it's it's stupid. How long are, <laughs> how long are they gonna keep up with this? I mean how far are they gonna push this? They actually have him beating uh which Elias was kind of funny, but he was a horrible wrestler. I mean he he phew. <laughs> I I I never thought he was that good. Anyways, uh, sooner or later, uh, it's got to come out. 
you can't just think somebody's, you know, <laughs> somebody else, right? So, so I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't see them doing a really long push on this, but it's actually lasted longer than what I thought. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, to AEW and let's see what's going on there this week. All right, so Adam Cole actually defeated Jeff Hardy uh, and was able to advance to the uh, Owen Hart tournament. Now, I will say one thing about that match. That was a very, very good match. I mentioned it last week. That I was uh, excited about it. it. It lived up to all the hope, uh, the hype. And, uh, and Adam Cole actually beat Jeff um, fair and square. Like, there was no interference or anything i mean he beat him now don't get me wrong jeff hardy about killed himself the week before uh <laughs> jumping on tables and and ladders and stuff and you know jeff you may want to remember your age buddy and calm down just a little bit but anyways he did get hurt a little bit last week um but you know any that's part of the game right the wrestlers will export, ex- exploit something if they feel like uh, it can give them the edge to get the one, two, three. That's basically uh, all Adam did. However, uh, the uh, Matt Hardy seemed to not be very happy uh, with uh, Adam Cole hitting his brother's back and in ribs and so forth and then uh the young bucks show up out there and then the uh dragons show up the luchador uh they show up as well the red dragons who i was talking about so you have these teams showing up this is right at the end of AEW. You have these teams showing up, and the ones that were supposed to be—I don't—I don't know how you would put it—the the ones that were uh, at double or nothing. You have see this is setting up to something bigger. I think. Remember what I said on Monday. Tony Khan has has teased that he has new uh, championship belts uh, that he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to start using. The one that I'm hoping he uses, as I mentioned the other day, uh, is the uh, six-man tag team champion. So I guess that's what I was trying to get at, is I'm just wondering if this is a prelude to one of those belts. Because... It's just, uh, you know, we had a team like that earlier uh, earlier in the match. Uh, it was Chris Jericho and his team, Jericho Appreciation Squad. And then you had Combat uh, Faction that's ran by William Regal. And then you had... Uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, the former members of uh, Jericho's group Santana oh man what is the other guy's name Santana and anyways they're phenomenal wrestlers so so you have them out there right so now it looks like there's going to be a match between uh Jericho's group and this group, right? This group is come on, uh, combining. Here's the funny part. Chris Jericho threw some logs on the fire right, and, and just left. He basically is like, uh, yeah, so uh, Kingston, you remember, uh, you remember that time that uh, you told me you think Danielson uh, uh, looks down on everyone else? And then it was like, uh, 
Or Daniel, do you remember that time that you told me that uh, uh, Kingston was uh, wasn't a good wrestler? It, it was something like something like that, right? And and then he just left. He took his he took his group and left. And uh, it actually uh, there became. I mean, that had tensions very high in that ring. And uh, there actually was a shoving match at one time between Eddie Kingston and uh, Daniel Bryan. So whatever plant that uh, Jericho was trying to use uh, definitely seemed to work very, very well. All right, so. So, yeah, so Adam Cole, he does advance in the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Samojo, uh, he advances in the Owen Hart tournament as well. He actually defeated the the male Joker. Yeah, so the male Joker turned out to be uh, Johnny Elite, which is uh, John Morrison, uh, known as John Morrison in the WWE. <laughs> so, so he was the. Uh, he did lose, though. Uh, so Joe was able to beat him. Um, you know, and I mean, John Morrison uh, or Johnny Elite, um, he's an amazing athlete. Uh, he really is. I, I think he's underrated. He's a lot better than what he's, uh, what he's gotten credit for. But uh, he did, uh, <laughs> he did botch his, uh, he went to do a 450 splash off the top rope onto uh, <laughs> on his Jay Lethal, and uh, his uh, I guess he just measured it wrong. He completely missed him, but he did hop over. <laughs> he did hop over on him and uh, try to uh, try to get a uh, pin, anyways. Even though he missed the entire the entire splash. <laughs> Right, so uh, MJF uh, he unleashed uh, ten, yeah, ten, uh, ten lashes onto Warlow. Oh man, ten of them. That's a uh, that's a lot. So he did uh, ten of them. Uh, <laughs> However, uh, while giving these lashes to him and having uh, Sean Spears give a few as well, uh, Orlow had no pain, no look of pain on his vein, on his face, or uh, in his voice. So this made... MJF so mad that he performed a low blow on Warlow and uh, and then uh, MJF and uh, Spears uh, they get together and they just whip him all over the ring. They continue to stop on him and everything. They beat him up basically. Here's my fear just to be completely honest with you. My fear is that Warlow is going to uh, is going to end up killing uh, MJF <laughs> when he gets a hold of him on double or nothing because that's just they have done so much to this guy and he's he's just he's a big guy I mean he's uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that the uh, where they did the lashes on him but I've never seen. And you could see the welts. That's the only evidence that you can see that he actually uh, was getting whipped was the welts on his back. It's just uh, amazing. So, but yeah, I mean, I think once he, uh, once Warlow gets a hold of, uh, gets a hold of MGA, oh man, watch out. It's going to be scary.
And speaking of uh, MJF, uh, there is so much, uh, you know, I spoke of it earlier in the show. There is so much uh, controversy going on uh, backstage at these companies uh, that, that are competing for, uh, you know, they're competing for wrestlers, right? You can never have, you can never have too many wrestlers, uh, which I think uh, you can have too. I think I've seen it before. Uh, some of these companies where uh, you have excellent wrestlers and uh, you've got so many that they don't get the push that they actually deserve, you know? So, yeah, I think there is uh, such a thing as having too many. And then, uh, let's see. But MGAF, uh, as I was talking about, in uh, just a second ago, there we go. There it is. Uh, just a second ago, uh, he has caused a lot of this chaos in uh, in AEW. Yeah, he is one of the best wrestlers, younger wrestlers that I've seen on the microphone. He he is he's amazing. He came out there on Dynamite before he did the uh, uh, lashing to Warlow. And he let in, to, they were in Houston, Texas, and he let into that crowd, and he is just one of those guys that you love to hate. You love to hate him. He, he does such an amazing job. Um, his wrestling is pretty good, but I think his promo work uh, is going to set him apart going down the roads for others. And I tell you what, Tony Khan, uh, you're going to be crazy. If you let him go, if you let him go over a few dollars, uh, you're gonna you're gonna regret that, because I think he's actually he's actually the future uh, of any company that he's at. You can just look at him the way he carries himself, and especially his uh, his high voice. So, and then last uh, last thing here today, and. Uh, I'll let you guys get on with your weekend. Uh, I reported that Ric Flair uh, will be having his uh, his last match uh, in June. And I announced that that was going to be against Jay Lethal. Now, reportedly, that's not right. Uh, coming in now, I'm finding out that uh, the reports say that his last opponent, so he's definitely fighting. It's just I got the opponent, the uh, opponent wrong, from my understanding. So the opponent who's supposed to, once again, I guess this isn't a hundred percent. All right, so. His opponent's going to be Ric Flair at age 73. And I, I'm so sorry about the dead air dead air here at the end. Uh, got some stuff going on around me, and uh, it distracted me there for just a second. Anyways, I apologize for that. Ric Flair, age 73. His opponent, reports are saying that it's going to be 69-year-old Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. What? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who has not stepped foot in a ring to wrestle in, I think the article said, like 15 years. Wow. I mean, these guys, you know, when it's over, it's over, right? I mean, I grew up loving Ric Flair. I've always been a fan, but... I mean, when it's over, and I said the same thing about Hulk Hogan, too. When when it's over, it's over. Let's move on. And, uh, you know, surely it's not going to be a one-on-one match, right? I mean, surely not. Uh, 73 and 69, there's no, there's no way. Uh, now, they, I could see it as maybe a, 
like a six man tag because I know that uh, the Rock and Roll Express and uh, whatever promotion that this is happening at um, is actually involved in it somehow. Uh, I don't know exactly how, but then and also uh, I heard that uh, FTR uh, they may be involved in this too. So maybe it'll be like Ric Flair and the Rock and Roll Express against FTR and uh yeah it'd be Ric Flair and Rock and Roll Express against FTR and Steamboat I mean, <laughs> I mean I don't know I know that the Rock and Roll Express is very very good at carrying wrestlers uh you know like especially like new wrestlers and so forth I don't know if they'll be able to carry this match though I, <laughs> I just don't know. Um, so I'll, I'll keep you guys informed in that the more I hear about it. All right, guys. So that is about all the time that we do have for today. Uh, we did get over quite a bit of stuff. Uh, we will have another podcast dropping on Monday. Uh, the Red Pill podcast uh, will be dropping an episode tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, so hope you guys have a blessed weekend. Uh, if you get a chance to uh, share this podcast and uh, let your friends know uh, we're growing and uh, let them know what all the talk is about. <laughs> so this has been the Kentucky Guy with Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Hey, you guys have a wonderful day, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless.